You are listening to 5-Minute Meditations. Happy Ram Navami, everyone. Today is the holy appearance day of the Ram Avatar, who appeared many thousands of years ago. If you go to Cambodia, there's a largest religious structure in the world can be found there called Angkor Wat depicting beautiful pastimes of Ram. You find his story is spread throughout the world. It's even in Dragon Ball Z. So today I would like to focus on the 14th verse of the second chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. And I'm going to use my kids' translation because I like it. They use it in their, in their elementary school. Happiness and pain come and go, just like the summer and winter snow. Some feels good and some feels bad. Tolerate it without becoming sad. So today is actually quite fitting because Ram was the one of the best personalities to do, exhibit this. How to uh, work for something that is not instantly gratifying. How to do things that may... Uh, cause some sacrifice in the beginning, but have a much greater gain in the end. So that goes to the very uh, dirty four-letter word that people don't like. It's called duty, meaning we do things that are actually beneficial for us and the world in the long run. And we don't just chase after the instant sensual things. So senses just observe the object, but it is our consciousness that translates it and tells us something about it. Now, one of the things that this verse brings up is, does condition, do conditions make us happy? For example, I had a friend who was going to New York City, from New York City to Puerto Rico. And in the airport, he noticed that there are beautiful ads for Puerto Rico. There were aquamarine tranquil scenes of the beach. And then when he got off the, air, the plane and he was in the Puerto Rican airport, he noticed ads for New York City. Now the ads in New York said, go to Puerto Rico and become happy. And the ads in Port Puerto Rico said, are you getting stir crazy on this island? Go to New York and become happy. So is it the conditions that make us happy? Is it New York? Is it Puerto Rico? Or is it somewhere 30,000 feet in the air in between? Who knows? So the Bhagavad Gita gives an answer that it doesn't come from the senses. It doesn't come from the emotional, mental condition. It doesn't come from the intelligence. True happiness lies something deeper beyond that. Consciousness. And so the question is, how do we have proper consciousness? So there are different instructors or things that we can see in this world that we can learn from. Different gurus. One of them is the earth. Mother Earth is holding, what is it, 7.5 billion people. And yet, despite all much, so much trouble we give her, she is tolerant. Or a tree. A tree is not only tolerant, like people cut into the tree, the dog gives its offering unto the tree. We do so many things to the tree, but the tree doesn't have prejudice. It is loving and caring. It gives shade. It doesn't. It gives fruit to anybody. Um, at a funeral, how are people recognized? Is it because they had? Does somebody say, "Oh, I really like this gentleman because he really had a great Ferrari"? Or do people talk about how people? had helped others, how, how they loved others, how they were giving. Another uh, element is there as a guru is the air. Air may pass over a garden, it may pass over Staten Island. Uh, 
One may smell beautiful, one may smell horrible, but it is the air that remains neutral. So the spiritually minded person must remain neutral in order to place his consciousness in such a position that he can make progress in his spiritual life. And the last element, the last thing we find in nature is the moon. We find the moon looks like it's changing. It looks like it gets small into a little sliver. Sometimes it looks great and big, and, but it's actually not changing. Only our perception of it is changing. So similarly, the body is changing, but the person, the consciousness within the body remains eternally the same. Hope this helps. Om Tat Sat. Thanks a lot. Hare Krishna.